is Pitcast. Hello, my name's Craig Griffiths, my co-host is Justin Blackett, and you're listening to the 12th episode of Pipcast, a podcast for ODPs and the theatre world. If you're a new listener to the show, thank you for coming. Um, We have a fantastic range of Pipcast episodes for you to listen to. Please go to www.pipcast.co.uk or just click the link on top of our Twitter handle at ODP Pipcast, and that'll send you to our website, which has all of our episodes available or you can search for Pipcast on any podcasting platform, including Spotify. For our returning listeners, thank you for coming. Welcome back. We know it's been a couple of weeks before since we've done a, uh, an original episode. We have a little bit of a break during half term, and then we had our repeat of our Hello, My Name is episode uh, last time around. But today we have got a fantastic episode for you. For our older ODPs that listen to the show, a real treat for you if you were at all a fan of surgical spirit that's right we have on the show today interviewed beresford Leroy, michael sampson of uh surgical spirit um and he's come to chat to us about what it was like to play an odp on tv while being an odp in real life um, how he feels the profession has moved on since then and what he's up to now uh, so really looking forward to that this is In the news uh, over the last couple of the, couple of weeks, the big ODP news is bad. Really, there's nothing else to say apart from it being relatively negative. Uh, we have had two courses, uh, one in Surrey and one uh, in Oxford Brooks, uh, two very prominent ODP courses. Uh, both I actually, you know, applied for and was potentially looking to go to uh, when I did my training. They look like very good courses, um, but both have been cancelled, discontinued. Uh, will no longer be going forward. Um, Oxford Brooks, in particular, announced this week um, that they are ceasing the, the the cohorts that are currently in program will finish, but they are taking no new cohorts. So everyone that did hold. Um, uh, did hold places at Oxford Brooks. Now they're going to be looking for new ODP schools. Have no fear, there are plenty of ODP schools around there if you're within the kind of seven uh, Oxford, Swindon, Bristol area. Um, you've got places like BCU, you've got Cardiff, um, you've got Bournemouth. There are other schools around there to pick up the slack, so don't don't worry, don't hesitate. Um, uh, the application criteria for all the ODP schools is relatively similar um, so I'm sure you won't have trouble finding another school um, going forwards. However it is very very sad news and um, quite an indictment on the policy of of the current government you could argue uh, about taking away bursaries. Uh, I know in Cardiff uh, the Welsh government we have kept our bursaries for so any prospective students um, who are looking um you know if you go to go to cardiff you still get your bursary um as part of that and no tuition fees need to be paid for there but that that policy that's that's happened in england has has really really dented uh numbers not just in odp but across healthcare professions um and then commissioning being taken away so no longer having commission numbers of, of placements that would be filled um that means that odp schools are having to to fight to get placements and things like that um and that in turn uh, combined with lots of other forces market forces um 
has meant that these ODP schools have had to close, which is a real, real shame, um, and and quite, quite an indictment. I think not only on the current government uh, and the the policies that have happened there, um, but I think we have to look at our own professional body. We have to look at the the College of ODPs, what they've been doing um, to support. Uh, these schools going forward uh, obviously we had Scotland apparently have got their their course coming back up but there's still been no details of that when that's going to happen um, at UWS and we need to start really holding the um, our professional bodies accountable um, and we're going to look at that on PIPcast we're going to take a look uh, over the next few episodes uh, in the future we're going to be looking at the structure of CODP how you can get involved what it involves um, and we'll be doing the same with the AFPP as well we've got Tracy Williams who's the brand new uh, president of the AFPP who's an ODP and nurse um, the AFPP council is now majority ODPs uh, which is fantastic going forwards um, but currently they are not necessarily the voice for ODPs um, and they're not built to be they're, they're built to be a multi multi-professional establishment um, but going forward something needs to happen we need to have a more proactive uh obvious uh, front-facing voice and media uh, and in my opinion not one that is necessarily um, uh, covered in the colours and the logo of a different organisation uh, in this case it, it being Unison unfortunately um, having said that we've got ODP Day coming up the new literature was put out about that again kind of a, an open goal to score for the CODP that I think they just fell slightly short of uh, we were shown all the wonderful goodies that we could buy for ODP day um, uh, and unfortunately number one we still have to purchase them in which is uh, not something you tend to see for some Unison events and also the very fact that there is nothing special about these items um, I looked at the items on Facebook I made the comment myself if you look at the items they put up um, they are in unison purple they're not in the CODP logos or colors and there is unison clearly branded on there you know we are not we are not the main focus of it there is nothing about hashtag ODP day there's nothing about hashtag love your ODP and in this social media world that is what you know it's 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 all about about promoting the profession you know if there were selfie frames that they departments could buy um even a selfie mustache that just had hashtag love your odp something like that something a bit more original guys um but unfortunately that hasn't happened however if you're doing something for odp day please let us know let us know what you're planning if it's something fun if you'd like us to attend at pipcast if you want us to come down um let us know. Uh, contact us odppipcast at gmail.com or just go to our website www.pipcast.co.uk and feel free to get in contact with us. Let us know what you're doing for ODP Day. Uh, if we can come down, we will. Um, but if not, feel free to record it yourself. But um, the main attraction for this particular episode um, is a gentleman who I first spoke to about a year ago um, 
or over a year ago, uh, we had a ch- obviously we had a, a chat with Danny Karain, who was an actor who played an ODP on uh, Sky One series. I mistakenly referred to him as the first TV ODP and was quickly shot down uh, by uh, older members of the profession who had seen a show called Surgical Spirit. Um, uh, Beresford Leroy plays uh, Michael, who is the uh, ODA on Surgical Spirit, and he just happens to be an ODP. Um, And so this is my interview I did earlier today with Beresford. So now on the show, um, a couple of... uh, Last year's uh, Christmas episode, we had Danny Curran, who I thought was the first uh, ODP to be portrayed on TV. Lo and behold, I was badly mistaken. And we had flurries of messages through um, talking about a, a show called Surgical Spirit and a character known as Michael Sampson. Uh, and I'm very happy to report that I uh, we are now speaking to uh, Beresford Leroy, who played Michael Sampson on Surgical Spirit. Beresford, how are you? Thank you for joining uh, us. <laughs> Thank you. I'm good. Thank you. I'm very well. <laughs> now, um, sort of took some tracking you down, but um, you're an ODP by trade, is that right? Yes. Um, <clears throat> I, I am an ODP. I mean, I, I trained a long time ago. Yeah. As an ODP, and I've done uh, a number of things since I uh, trained. So, yeah. I, in fact, I trained as an ODA originally. Okay, okay. So, is that what was that? City and Guilds? Is that the first? Was, yeah, City and Guilds Seven Five Two. Um, there uh, we that are. Was the, the course that I originally did. So, in fact, when you say that um, that Danny Corain was the first ever ODP on TV, yeah, you were, you were kind of right. Yeah, well, I, I suppose. I, yeah, I played an ODA. Yes, and I think on on the, the the Wikipedia for Surgical Spirit, it talks about you being a uh, an anaesthetic technician, which which or or, or or it was a technician role, and then they've corrected it on there as well, stuff like that. So I suppose, yeah, technically, I'll I'll, I'll take that. I'll take a technicality, Barry. So thank you very much. That's, that's <laughs> not, um, so you qualify as an ODP. How long were you qualified before Surgical Spirit came up? What what happened? What was the process? <clears throat> well, I. I qualified, mm. um, and I worked for a number of years. Went um, decided I, I went to Holland, okay, uh, because uh, I, I don't know if you know much about working in Holland or certainly how it was then. It was very much like um, the American uh, CRNA role, where in fact I worked as an anaesthetist. Oh wow! So the 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 the, uh, the, the role I had was a uh, anaesthetist is, is the the Dutch right term and the narcotiseur was actually the consultant who would float around certainly in my hospital or hospitals I worked in yeah it floats around between four operating theaters and not really do much <laughs> right so um, <laughs> take all the credit that. and the money yeah they, yeah they took the money yeah they, they took the money and the credit but um, it was it was great uh, experience I had to do a, uh, an intensive Dutch course before I was allowed to be let loose and then do some other wow assessments etc <clears throat> but it was a, yeah it was it was a lot of fun uh, and then uh, I, I came back to England. Um, I went back to do some locums, but I came back because my mother wasn't very well. And I okay. Said, you know, I need to be back here. And um, then started working in private medicine, and it was um, private medicine was quite new actually back then, long, long, long time ago. And so I, I did that for a while. Did some agency work, moved around, did various things, and then decided that, that the job kind of stagnated. I, I'd I'd done everything I wanted to do. Yeah. Um, and of course, there was no register then. So 
I looked around and thought, what can I do now? And decided I'd become an actor. This is a really, you know, a, a really potted history. But decided I want to become an actor. Everybody yeah. said to me, you can't become an actor because you're not trained and you don't have equity <laughs> and all these other objections. So I uh, managed to get some work as a dancer, did some stand-up comedy, did some modeling. And um, I needed to get equity, which was a, certainly a necessity in those days, an yeah. equity card. And uh, I thought I'd get that through the variety route. And I, I did as a dancer, ultimately. Um, after which, um, I, I put a CV together, an acting CV, which consisted mostly of lies. Um, right. And it was totally fabricated. <laughs> I'd done some amateur like, dramatic, so... Like putting, like, you could ride a horse, you could speak seven languages, you could do all these yeah, kind of things, you know, yeah. The, the usual, the usual stuff. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. It's only, it's only when they expect, ask you to do it that was a bit of a problem. Yeah. But anyway, um, yes, yeah, so it did that. But I, I managed to get myself an agent. Um, and it was this agent that said to me she had a, an audition for me, um, as a lab technician. I thought, wow, that'll be okay. I'll be able to do that. Yeah. So went along for the audition and I turned up and uh, there was a guy called Humphrey Barkley who was a, a producer. And when I was asked to read a script for this, this guy, Michael Sampson, yeah. and I, I saw the actual script, I thought, yeah, this is, this is all too familiar. And yeah. It was the part of an ODA, which was a total coincidence. So I didn't get it because I was an ODA. I got it coincidentally as an actor. Right. And uh, I read my bit, and he said to me, so, Beresford, what do you do in your spare time? I said, well, <laughs> I kind of, I do this, you know, <laughs> this is what I do. Um, and I'd never, in any other audition, I'd never actually said that I worked in hospitals, yeah. because my acting CV was a standalone CV, and it didn't, you know, I didn't want to say yeah. I'd spent so much, so much time. I tried to give the impression that I was, I was trained yeah. as an actor. Um, and so I got the job as Surgical Spirit, and it lasted for... Uh, years and i think it was about eight years that it ran. yeah seven seven seasons i think i got down on, on here yeah it's, you know in the in the, in the new american sense seven seasons uh got, yeah. yeah um and so we we were at all tempted attempted um to not tell them that you were an oda and just let them think god he catches on really quick with all this medical jargon he's fantastic was, was there any temptation for you to go yeah no no i, I just i just i just I just dance for a living and that, and, and I just happen to be very natural at doing all this. Well, no, I, I wasn't, because at the time of audition, I mm. thought that telling them that I did this would probably seal the deal. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, it wasn't relevant to anything else, although I, I, you know, when you're chatting with other actors and they say, you know, what do you do, what do you get up to, it, yeah. it came out, but certainly not at the audition stage. And But um, it, it just meant that the the job was... It was fun. It was very interesting. Yeah. It was it was great working with the cast and, and crew. And there was a guy who was uh, the medical advisor who was employed, uh, you know, prior to any of the actors, I guess, being being cast. Mm -hmm. And he's a guy called Jason Payne James. Who, if you've ever watched any of these uh, uh, celebrity autopsy programs, right. yeah, he was the guy who was dis describing how these various celebrities have managed to commit suicide with excessive drugs etc but anyway he um he used to do a lot of endoscopy he was a surgeon basically okay and so he was he was great um to a point but certainly having someone who worked in theater and saw things from the periphery rather than focusing on on body parts it, it yeah you know it um 
it, it interested uh, the, the production team and they said, look, Beresford, you know, we want you to officially medically advise for this. So I was getting my, you know, acting credit and also a, a credit and obviously additional fee for being medical advisor. So it was good. It made me seem, <clears throat> it made me seem quite important. Yeah. Uh, in the TV series, but not because I was an actor, because we were all actors, but it's because I had medical knowledge, and they loved that. Um, so, you know, and I wasn't really important as an ODA either when I was back in hospital. Right, but yes. Was, but because I was on telly, I, people kind of wanted to talk to me about that. So, yeah. it was it, it was funny, really. It must have been quite because, like you said, you've gone from a role like you said in in Holland, where you obviously were doing so much more than the traditional ODA ODP probably does oh. here, and coming back and then almost having that role stripped away, and then uh, fulfilling uh, fulfilling uh, whatever it is that 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 need for for something in in acting, uh, but being able to do it again oddly in in the say in in the role or because of the role of of, of the ODP, which is which is fantastic. I was once pick up on you being the med- medical advisor i have to say i only managed to watch a couple of episodes through youtube um and it is one of the most if not the most um authentic medical series in terms of the relationships between the practitioners and the talk and the chat and everything like that um was that something that they wanted to come across is that something that um that you as a medical advisor kind of brought in and said oh actually it wouldn't be it wouldn't be this formal actually it's a it's much more of a kind of conversational jokey kind of aspect to it was that something important to the makers of of the series it it was um and i i can't actually take all the credit for that right um i'd like to, I'd like to <laughs> but but the writer or the original writer was a guy called peter learmouth yeah which you may or may not know, and Peter Learmouth had been an ODA. Oh, interesting. So, so he was uh, he was the scriptwriter, yeah. and we used to get together and chat about various relationships. And if you go, as you know, you go to any theatre, yeah, you will see similar characters. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and uh, we we did manage between us to capture all of that. I remember once. Because in those days, I, I used to wear a lot of gold chains and things mm-hmm. in, in life yeah. as me. <laughs> and so Michael Sampson also did that. I yeah. remember there was a, I think it was the Nursing Times or one of those uh, magazines, and they were they were kind of reviewing Surgical Spirit. And they liked it, but then they said, but this Michael Sampson is like a stereotypical ODA, and, you know, no one's going to, I think I was wearing ear studs as well. Thought, yeah. No one's going to look like that. You know, this is this is a, a real cliche. And um, I... I found it really funny because that was actually me and I didn't ever write in to say, well, you're wrong. But, um, or maybe you're right. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, yeah it, it was it was good fun. And because it sold overseas, we got a lot of um, very nice letters from various people in the medical profession saying, you know, this is so accurate. Yeah. And it was, it, things have moved on a lot in, in hospital dramas. You know, you get to see, they're much more gritty. Yeah. We used to use uh, actors who were lying on an operating table under a, a hot operating light for hours with some pork belly strapped to them. Love and, it. Uh, 
used to be teaching the you know, Sheila, Sheila Sabatini, the surgeon, how to actually suture. Yeah. Um, and, you know, you, you only got to see a bit of a glimpse, but that was as much as the public could take then. And trying to show the anesthetic machines at an angle where you could you couldn't tell that the flow meters weren't actually working. <laughs> right, yeah. Um, you know, but it, it, was, um, it was good. I, I haven't seen it myself for, for many, many years. I'm yeah. sure it looked really, really old-fashioned now because things have moved on so much. But then it was, it was kind of state-of-the-art. Well, I mean, you say that. You, I mean, you look at the state of some hospitals and actually it, it, some of them, look, it looks quite, quite current and up-to-date if you look at some of the equipment. <laughs> um, but no, I, 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 I really enjoyed the, the bits that I saw. There was a fantastic bit um, that I was watching just before we started speaking where... Um, uh, the anaesthetist was talking about um, how they type up operating lists and, you know, constantly misspelled words on operating lists and, and, and things like that. And it, little there are little touches like that that actually, as an ODP or working in theatre, you see, you completely identify with. But not only that, as a layperson, you completely understand the ridiculousness of it. Um, and I think you, you're right in talking about that lots of medical dramas are out there right now um i always think of you know gray's anatomy they're all very serious and they have to talk about exploding helicopters and stuff like that but i find that the most authentic realistic um media around hospitals are things like scrubs and things like surgical spirit which taps into the comedy because working in a hospital is a much funnier thing than i think people realize it's sort of stranger than fiction almost sometimes yeah, I, I, I certainly. Um, well, I don't know in the theatres that you work in whether you play a lot of music, but certainly mm. uh, some of the surgeons that um, I've worked with, uh, you know, like like pretty loud rock music, and so a patient in the anaesthetic room can hear this, and, yeah. and, and you can see that they're slightly concerned because they don't expect it to be like that. Yes. Yes. Yeah. You know, we're all, we're all real, real people, aren't we? Yeah. Like yeah, people. Yeah, like say, come in for local anaesthetics. They they don't. They don't expect it to be bright lights, relaxed. You know, every, everyone's you know feel like they're almost having a good time to be there. It's not as serious. Um, your role, obviously, in in nineteen eighty nine, nineteen ninety, whenever it was, you put ODAs, ODPs into the spotlight. Um, you know, into into the public eye, and since the character Michael, there's only been Danny Corain's character since. What's how do you feel you, I guess, represented and brought forward the profession? What's your opinion on how the profession has progressed since then and, and whether it's potentially, as a lot of people are saying, have stagnated or gone backwards? Or what, What's your opinion on that, particularly from a media point of view? It, you know what? It's so difficult because, I mean, you've nailed it, really. Mm. Um, I, I remember the producer of Surgical Spirit saying to me, Beresford, how does it feel... To be, to be the most famous ODA in the world. You know, mm. we've got 13 million viewers. And I think, great, yeah, fantastic. Since then, <laughs> there's been nothing. Uh, yeah. There's been Danny Corain playing uh, an ODP. And the general public probably still don't know what an ODP is. Yeah. Um, every, if you ask anyone, they know what a doctor is. And yeah. Everybody knows what a nurse is. But they really don't know. Um, but saying that, the general public don't really know that anaesthetists are doctors either. That, so, that's a huge bit as well. Yeah, absolutely. They're, yeah, they're, yeah. It, it's, I, I wonder how much it really matters. I must say, I 
I never, if I introduce myself to anybody, I never have ever called myself an ODA or an ODP because they don't know what it is. Yeah. If I say anesthetic practitioner, they have a more of an idea. Yeah. Uh, because if I say ODP, I could be working in a pet shop. Yes. Yeah. So um, it, it's not something that's really on the map. And I think that the, it's moved. Um, it's progressed a lot in as much as we now have um, a, a registration. Yeah. And we now have credibility within the profession and we're seen in a more uh, professional way within the profession and we can kind of do anything that any registered practitioner can do. And I don't know how much it matters whether we are known to the general public or not. I think, I think from the point of view of recruitment, mm. it would help if uh, people had an idea. Yeah. But saying that, I'm, I'm, a clinical educator these days. I still work in theatre. I yeah. teach a lot of uh, various things. I teach recess, and uh, and I lectured in a university for a number of years. And more recently, I've heard that um, uh, an ODP course has had to be cancelled because there were insufficient candidates because of the fact there's no longer a bursary. Yeah, it's a degree course, of course. Now everybody's got to pay nine thousand pounds, you know, to per annum to, 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 to sign up and it's the same with nurses you know it's, it's affected the nursing profession and so what we're seeing now is it looks like um, we, we're going full circle to the uh, kind of apprenticeship route where yeah. healthcare assistants are doing little modules to get themselves up to a, to a standard and eventually after becoming an associate practitioner can then go on to be a registered practitioner but it's um, I don't think things have improved greatly, although saying that, I think it's a great profession to be in. It's, 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 it's done me a lot of favors. It's taken me overseas. It's enabled me to, to lecture. It's enabled me to, to, uh, to, to nail a TV um, <laughs> you know, casting. Yeah. So, so I, you know, I, I can't complain about it. I think it's, um, it's, it, it's, it's really, yeah. you know, it's, it's still very, very good. But I, I don't think um, that being on television has helped a great deal, you know. And I don't think I don't know what. Um, yeah. If you've asked Danny the same same question, what he um, he would have said about it. But uh, I, 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 how, do you, how do you feel? I mean, I I, I think that uh, I didn't. I think it's interesting that I didn't know and and was told about Surgical Spirit when everyone knows about Charlie in Casualty. Yeah. everyone you know people in this country at least you know you think of if someone says casualty and charlie you have an idea of who that is yeah. um and you know he's a nurse and you know what a nurse is and and that gets reinforced and reinforced and i there's no doubt in my mind that the royal college of nursing probably would be happy to and probably has um you know dined off of that dined off of casualty dined off of all these things and I, I, I feel like, you know, organisations like the College of ODPs, you know, when when it all came about, were you ever approached by the college to say, hey, um, you are kind of our face, our, our kind of media face. Would you be interested in getting involved in some kind of promotional stuff? Um, have they approached you since the kind of reboot into Unison or anything like that to, 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 to talk about any of that stuff? Is that Has that happened at all? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> That's, no, it yeah. Um, you know, and I never really, um, I never really thought about it from from that perspective. Yeah. I guess 
um, I guess I was I was just very grateful that in between acting jobs, I could step back into my agency yeah. um, role. And even, in fact, I, I worked at uh, hospitals. I was employed uh, at some points in my, my acting career by a hospital, and they, they worked their shift pattern around me so that I could take days off to go and rehearse and then <laughs> have a few days annual leave so I could shoot up to Manchester to Granada Studios yeah. and, and shoot a couple of episodes. So they were very accommodating for me, and it meant that uh, I didn't have to worry where my next penny was going to come from as an actor yeah. because I knew that I could be in hospital. So all the things that really mattered to me they're all kind of fulfilled and as far as um it would have been nice to put oda stroke odps on the map yes but i guess you're doing more for that cause than than i ever did because nobody really uh, approached me i say that i did a number of tv radio Mm. newspaper interviews but it it reached uh, whoever it reached but it hasn't really raised the profile too much i guess This is Danny Corrine, and you're listening to Pipcast. Yeah, I think, but I think, uh, like I said, we when we we started this with kind of a purpose of of thinking ODPs, but it always it always disheartens me because you're right about the there's been two schools that have been announced that they're dropping the ODP course due to numbers and everything like that. Um, but we have this supposed college, this professional body. Um, and it baffles the mind that you have you have you have been there in the ether. Um, it took it took two seconds to find out, and obviously a year for this to come together. But two seconds for someone to tell me that you existed, for me to think that's outstanding. How do we not find this person and talk to him? Uh, and obviously, even though it took a year, I'm still a year ahead of of what college the the college of ODPs are doing. So I just think they maybe missed a trick. Uh, there um not to put it all on your shoulders that you would be the ambassador for us forever for you know in the media but um i do think we missed a trick there um for promoting for promoting the profession and your performance um on surgical spirit because i know that people talk about how danny's character billy was written as being uh you know he towards the end of the series he was found having stolen ketamine but he kind of saved the day um that that actually you you know arguably you were a, a really good michael was a really good representation of an odp um you know a really positive reputa- representation of us in a very positive series you know it wasn't too dramatic it was it was funny it was lighthearted you do have fond uh memories of it and also one thing i want to pick up on Catherine tate's first tv appearance was in surgical spirit yeah 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 uh, it, it's so funny because i see so many um actors and yeah. uh, actresses, although I, I, I suppose I shouldn't really say actresses now because they don't call themselves that. But anyway, I see so many people that have guested on yeah. Surgical Spirit. And um, Hugh Corshi, uh who plays, uh, you know, I don't really watch medical dramas much, but he's either in, a regular in Casualty. I think it's Casualty yeah. or Holby. So do forgive me, Hugh, if you ever hear this. But he uh, he was a, uh, playing a part in Surgical Spirit as a doctor, uh, once and so there have been many who have um, have come through as uh, guest yeah. artists on the show, uh, and they've gone on to on to great things. So, but Catherine Tate was fun. Yeah, and you know you you, 
you kind of look at how her career has uh, blossomed now, and, it, and it's uh, it's just so funny to, to feel that you've worked with them and at the beginning. Are you in touch with any of the the crew from Surgical Spirit? Do you have many like reunions or anything like that? Because it's it's now well, it's nearly. Th- 30 years this year since years. it started yeah, of yeah. course I was a child actor when I did it um, I, yes absolutely it, yeah, very young I was, again, I was five <laughs> um, it, we we keep yes yeah, some of us actually keep in touch yeah um, and I've missed a couple of reunions because I've been away mm-hmm. either on holiday or teaching or whatever so uh, it, yeah it, it, it's tough though you know when it's so, it was so wonderful yeah for to to keep on getting this letter through the post saying we're going again. So you know, yeah. your scripts will come through the post and you'd see the same crew and you see the same cast, the same studio. You know, we had a, uh, it was just, it was just great. Yeah. Um, but of course everybody goes on to do different things. So we, some of us keep in touch occasionally. I bump into Suzette periodically who was, uh, who was, uh, Cheryl Patching, my on-screen girlfriend. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Margie, who was the um, the, the well, the, the, the theatre manager essentially, or unit manager. Yeah. Uh, also, Duncan, who's in um, uh, uh, Everdale. Yes. But he's up north most of the time now. So we, yeah, we we don't really get to see each other, and um, we we keep threatening to have another reunion. Yeah. Right? It's funny, you know, if you leave something thirty years, we'd all get together in a reunion. We wouldn't recognise each other. Yeah. So, um, yeah. We have to wear badges. Yeah, absolutely. Well, <laughs> have any of them? Have any of them in the time frame had surgery and called you up and asked for advice or or or, or oh yeah I mean, been like yeah, what's it going to be yeah, like yeah. is it you know yeah I, yeah they certainly have and um, <laughs> and I'm sure you get it yourself because we we can often be more honest than uh, yes some some medical professionals so <laughs> so yeah I get I get calls from from a number of people from my my acting. World yeah. and obviously from from real life too, um, and yeah, it's, yeah, it is quite funny. But I, I, I don't know. I I, um, I don't feel in any way saddened by any aspect of the profession, really. And, mm. I, and I don't think necessarily that that what the general public know about the ODP profession, you know, how, how much does it really matter? I think yeah. I, I think it, we we certainly have progress there is a lot of opportunity um and you know we just keep on soldiering on i, I don't know how things will, will change in the future i don't know whether they'll improve yeah. or deteriorate it really depends on training depends on funding um but yes raising the profile is is a necessity i think if the profile is raised uh then the public will feel that it's a viable uh, option yeah as a university degree with you know, with with a career pathway, and um, you know, we, and, we've got to we've got to keep it going. Yeah, and regards regards to raising the profile and 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 sort of and yourself, anything potentially in the pipeline with you and maybe Peter writing a an ODP program, a, a, a TV show focused around ODPs. Or, you, know? I, you know what? I I doubt it. I mean, Peter <laughs> uh, went off to live in in the, the Canary Islands. Yeah, and uh, certainly towards the latter. Um, series uh, we we had a, a group of writers yeah. because of one man can't keep on writing forever. Graham Garden yeah. from the Goodies. I don't know if you ever remember him. He was uh, he was one of our writers. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know. I mean, I I don't do a great deal of acting now. I'm um, 
work in hospitals. I, yeah. I invested a lot of my money from acting in property, so I'm you know running a property portfolio. I play and I sing in a band. Yeah, um, lovely. My son has suddenly decided that uh, he's a, he currently doing A levels, but he's written a song and performing a song. So I'm kind of managing him for his debut single. Okay. Uh, last uh, last uh, acting job I did was a couple of years ago, which was. Um, was... Again, I played a doctor. They keep I keep getting calls, <laughs> and I find I'm playing a doctor, so I don't have to audition. I just turn up. And, Is that in uh, Dark Reflection? Was it? Was that the one? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and that was that was quite fun. But of course, that was film, and yeah. it's a very different medium. It was wonderful playing uh, with multiple video cameras to a live studio audience and doing mm-hmm. comedy because you get the response from the audience like you're doing a play. Yes, and you get that that buzz of, yeah. of performing live and then of course short while later you then you know get to see the reviews etc and, and you know letters uh, after it goes out on tv so you you kind of get the double whammy that way with film it's slightly different and you don't really rehearse you just turn up and, and do it um so i don't know i um i i, I have i certainly haven't been approached to do anything as far as no odp i've yeah. played doctors paramedics and a few other um, kind of medical parts. Some have been um, in plays and uh, others been TV and film, but nothing in the offing yet. But of course, after this podcast, oh, that's I, it. I'm going to be showered. That's it. With, uh, it's, with we, you know, it's, it's going to go crazy. We're we're going to have to we're going to have to we're going to have to bat them away. There's, there's going to be so many scripts coming through. Obviously, yeah, everyone's I, been waiting for this moment to get their ODP scripts in. You're going to have to be my manager. Done. Done. For a for a ten percent fee, as long as you know what's 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 ten percent of nothing. I forget. <laughs> <laughs> um, Barrister, thank you very much for talking to us. Um, if our listeners wanted to get in contact with you, um, whether it be uh, with your current work you're doing as clinical educator, or even to maybe listen to your band or listen to your son's band, what's the best way to get in contact with yourself? Um, I mean, if anybody did want to get in touch with me, I mm. guess um, the way you found me, yep, is uh, they could always um, friend me up on uh, on Facebook, yep. and because uh, I do, um, I've been involved in quite a lot of uh, coaching um, in a number of um, career development uh, opportunities for people, certainly people in the healthcare profession, yeah, um, uh, even. <laughs> You probably didn't know that I'd written a, a dating relationship book, but that's a completely different story. But, no. Um, <laughs> but yeah, they, they could get in touch with me via uh, direct messaging on Facebook. Perfect. Or, um, Instagram, social media. That, yeah. That, that's a good way of getting in touch. Brilliant. So dating advice, movie advice, theatre advice. You're an everyman. Uh, I've just been around a long time. <laughs> that's that's nothing special. And you speak Dutch. I do. Yeah, I had Fantastic. to. Fantastic. Amazing, amazing. Well, I mean, Beresford, you are a perfect example of um, not only what someone can do when they are obviously very determined and, and very resourceful and very skillful, but actually what the profession can also help enable people to unlock, to go across, to to go abroad to places like um, the Netherlands, to to um, come back work in theatre and 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 uh, across education, everything like that. Um, so thank you very much for being that example. Um, well, thank you, thank you. There are plenty of opportunities, and I think you know anyone who puts their mind to these things can can achieve it. Yeah, I I will definitely be putting forward to uh, the CODP that you become our poster boy. So 
get ready for your photo shoot. That's all I'm going to say. Sounds good to me. We can hook up for a drink at some point. Absolutely, sir. All right. Thank you very much, Beresford, and we'll catch you later. Thank you. Cheers. This is Hitbox. So, yeah, that was my interview with Beresford. Um, really interesting guy. Um, trained as an ODP, went over to the Netherlands. I don't know if we've got many practitioners that will go over to the Netherlands nowadays. Had to learn Dutch really quickly. Um and essentially became an, a nurse anaesthetist, uh, you know, as they would say in, in, in America, became a nurse anaesthetist for a while, then came back to the UK, has obviously done a various different things, be it in education, resus, um, agency work, uh, and then thought he'd try his hand at acting, having had no training, um, and managed to bag himself a job as an ODP in an acting job, which is fantastic. Um Really, really interesting to hear his story. Really interesting that we had two ODPs involved in that series. If anyone hasn't seen it, um, I don't know if you can get it on any of the iPlayers or Amazon Prime or anything like that. Um, but if you can watch it through YouTube or watch any clips through YouTube, it's definitely worth a watch. It is, as I said in the interview, um, it is far more realistic in terms of the relationships, the interactions, everything like that, than any of your Grey's Anatomy, your Holby City, your Casualty. Um, those things are, are meant to kind of build up drama and suspense and essentially come up with more and more ridiculous scenarios because they have to keep uh, trumping themselves. Whereas uh, shows like Surgical Spirit, shows like Scrubs, actually draw off real-life ridiculousness that ends up being hilarious. Um, and so that's 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 definitely the case with Surgical Spirit. I highly recommend it. Um, and uh, yeah, thanks for listening. Hi, I'm ODP Andrew McPhee, and this is Pipcast. And so that um, unfortunately comes to the end of uh, this week's episode. Uh, you may have realised by now, now we're half an hour, forty minutes into the episode. Um, there was no Justin this week. That's uh, because over the past few weeks we've had we've had half term, uh, Justin's new job and uh, my job plus uh, having a, a newborn who's now four months in um, has just meant we have not been able to cross paths as much as we have. So in terms of trying to record for this episode, it wasn't going to be done in time um, for us to meet together. But Justin will be back. Have no fear. He will be back. Um, uh, on a future episode if you'd like to get in touch with us if there's anything you want to talk about if you want to uh, send a question to, to to Beresford then feel free to get in contact with us head to www.pipcast.co.uk or just click the link at the top of our Twitter handle at odppipcast um, or send us an email odppipcast at gmail.com if you want to listen to any um, more episodes feel free to head, that, head to that website or search for Pipcast on any podcasting platform we're on spotify google play and apple podcasts um but as for this episode from me it's goodbye this is pipcast